Good evening, everybody. This is Ryan Wilcox, Editor-in-Chief of the Valley Forge, and I've got my partner here, John Holliday, our beloved sports editor. How you doing, sir? Good. How about yourself? I can't complain. I hear there's been some fine tunes on campus tonight. Yeah. Just uh, went to uh, the uh, Rock Valley Co College uh, concert band earlier today. It's a great show, and uh, you were involved in some... Uh, on-campus activities today as well. You are not wrong. I'm glad that you're not wrong because you're not a non-truth teller. Uh, anyways, today was the staff versus students basketball game, and I was, uh, the, I guess you could say the, uh, this is self-titled here, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> but sixth man, sixth man of the year. There you go. I came off the bench and I put up six points, two blocks, and a lot of hookings. <laughs> there is, um, if uh, Coach Lavery's listening to this, uh, hey, you were a great competitor, um, but I just need you to know next time you hook my arm like that again, um, meet me at the bridge, <laughs> 2.30. This <laughs> is kidding. But the, uh, the staff won. They beat the students uh, sure-handedly by a 17-point margin. It was like 63 to... 56 it was a high score or game. not or not 50 yeah it was a high scoring game um there's a couple of uh instagram pictures on the rock valley uh college twitter and instagram and facebook of the ending photo with the score on the back but just to, it was clear students didn't win but who thought that uh uh dr allen and dr spearman had some hoops and they ran the court there yeah. along with that. I met so many new people. I felt kind of weird. I was like, I don't know you. I don't. I, the only person I knew was Coach Opat, and she was on the sidelines. <laughs> so everyone else I knew by acquaintance or actually didn't know at all. So whenever I went to go play defense, I would introduce myself and then try to distract them and yeah. stealing the ball or <clears throat> exchanging pleasantries, which means hooking fouls. Yeah. No flops, though. No flops this game. But, yeah. Just a quick disclaimer, though. If you see if you see Ryan give you, like, a dirty look in the hallways or if you see him on the court with a basketball, just kind of shield your eyes, you know. <laughs> you know, interpretation is a, is a tricky thing, so. It is. It is. He might, he might see you as a competitor. <laughs> That's right. Future poster. Anyway. I wish uh, – a couple of years ago, it was super popular to dunk over people in the hallways and yeah. stuff with, like, you know, the mini basketball hoop. Yeah. I still wish that was a thing because yeah. I think I would do that a lot. Right. Like, be on, like, the – I'd be, like, the fifth guy on Impractical Jokers or something like that. Yeah. Where I would do all the dumb stunts. Or, no, that's just called Jackass. No, I would be on Jackass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So – Using that game, the uh, student versus uh, teacher game – as a little transition into... I'm going to have to stop you there. Oh. Professor. Excuse me. They professor. don't like you calling them teachers. teachers. Right. <laughs> um, using that as a buffer to get into the NBA playoffs. It's the best season. It's the best time of the year. It really is. You know, playoff hockey, playoff, playoff basketball. It's the beginning of the MLB season. NFL draft is coming up. I mean... What else do you want? A billion dollars. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's... That's actually really good. What else is possible? that was a good <laughs> that was a good answer. Out of anything on TV, this has been definitely oh, yeah. worth watching. Oh yeah, <clears throat> especially this year because um, the NBA playoff has been notorious for having stronger teams uh, blow out other teams and just you know have a clear clear cut to the conference and NBA finals. But um, this year has shown itself to be a little different, a little a lot more competitive for sure, um, and a lot more interesting. So uh, we got some games playing right now, actually, as we speak. Um, we'll start over on the uh, western side where uh, Houston has been heavily and handily being uh, defeating Minnesota. Um, they're 2-0 uh, in the series right now. Uh, CP3 had a great night last night. Carl um, Anthony Towns has not been performing as well as people had hoped. Um, I don't know what the statistic is for it, but... He has not been doing well in the paint at all so far. Um, but overall, just hasn't been doing well. Their last game, 102 um, to 82. It's a 20-point margin. Um, 
not things aren't looking good for Minnesota after uh, breaking the longest NBA playoff drought. Um, but you know they still got two more games in them. It's true. Things. Right now, there's a there's a duel out in uh, San Antonio right now. Second quarter, six and a half minutes left, and the Warriors are down by three, 32-35 to the Spurs. Do you think the Spurs get a win at home? Um, you know, I'd like to think so. Uh, this is this is kind of a softer s- subject, but uh, recently today, uh, Aaron Popovich, wife of Greg Popovich, passed away after. battling illness um so greg obviously isn't coaching tonight and they have their uh, interim coach so things might be different not having your regular head coach there um but i'm at least the reporters will actually have someone to answer questions to right yeah we're just going to try to uh score more baskets than the other team pot went wrong we played bad we played bad (laughs) they scored more points than us Oh my god! I just love how blunt he is. He it's, is. It's great. It says you like first time reporters. Yeah. I was talking to, about this with our advisor uh, yesterday. And there was one game where some had, uh, like there was like a reporter's first time, and they kept yeah. asking him like a long drawn out question. And on the video, it cracks me up because he like looks over at them and he goes, "This your first time, isn't it?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is." And he's like, "Okay, you're gonna have to try again." Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. He's brutal. <laughs> so uh, that being the fact, I hope they can kind of get a uh, a win at home after being down two zero. Um, I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's not likely though. Steph will be back soon. Um, he's his his uh, ankle is looking better, and Kevin Durant is you know destroying as always the Durantula. <laughs> you know what I didn't see coming though is the Pelicans just really handing it to the Trailblazers. Yeah. They're, they're currently up 2 nothing in the series, but the game tonight, the Pelicans are up by 14 with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. In New Orleans. I mean, they blew them out at, in Portland. and uh, Just embarrassed them. You know, the, much, the most clutch point guard in the league, Damian Lillard, has just not been showing up. Um, yeah. He's not doing well with uh, Drew Holly uh, defending him. He's... Not Your cousin, right? Yeah, my cousin. Older cousin. <laughs> um, but, you know, CJ McCollum isn't doing as well. I mean, he's those two guys are pulling up the most points for sure, but, you know, it's just not going to be enough because right. you're getting, you know, a power forward slash center, uh, Anthony Day Davis, catching lobs literally out of anywhere. You can throw it to the other side of the court, and he'll somehow still manage to catch it <laughs> and throw it down all over you and just shatter your hopes and dreams. <laughs> um, but he's getting great dishes from Rajan Rondo. Um, he put up, I think, double-digit double assists the other night. Had a really clutch three in Portland, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, you, you, you put it well. I don't Impressed. think anyone saw this coming. So um, Jazz and Thunder? Um, That's I, pretty interesting. I caught the uh, later half of that game yesterday, and uh, OKC was up for, for a while. I think they almost had a 20-point lead at some point. But Oh, jeez. In the fourth quarter alone... The big three, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, and uh, obviously Russell Westbrook, went 0 for 14 in field goals in the fourth quarter. Uh, just so you know, in that biz, in the biz, we, we call that uh, a no-go. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's no bueno. That's, that's, that's a no-go. <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to do that. So, of course. This, How much did that cost them oh, per shot? I can't imagine. It'd be yeah. like $3,000 for a shot. Paying for the bricks they're shooting. That's right. Um, but obviously this lent a tremendous scoring opportunity for uh, Rookie of the Year, <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell. There we go. Um, I mean, Kobe said it best. What else, to, well, what else does he have to do, honestly? He's leading his team in scoring. He's one of the best uh, off-the-dribble guys. You know, He can shoot circus shots like nothing, drain it from beyond the arc. Yeah. Um, but that's, not, that's neither here nor there. But he, he took up the scoring responsibilities and uh, – End of their night in OKC, 102-95. Um, they're, they're tied at one, and they're going to be playing in uh, Salt Lake City pretty soon. So, I know a couple things that didn't surprise us is that the Raptors were kind of really going to run around the Wizards. And I know because Milwaukee is so close to us, we were wanting them to really kind of put it up to the Celtics because that was kind of like our underdog upset Yeah, because the Celtics are so brutally uh, injured. But they've really been kind of holding their own against – the Greek freak. Yeah, without Kyrie Irving or Marcus Smart, so 
That yeah. kind of shows the depth of your bench there. Yeah. I, did you catch any of those games by chance? Um, I saw a couple highlights. I saw um, the crazy, the second game especially, was a overtime. It was down to the wire, really. Um, Eric Bledsoe got a shot off, and that sent him to overtime. Terry Rozier had a nasty step back and just totally crossed up Rozier and had plenty of space to make the shot. Dang. Um, and then when Bledsoe was asked about it, you know, he's like, were you surprised with Terry Rozier's performance? And he says, who? Oh! So he was, he was throwing some shade at him. And he yeah. said, he said, I don't know who the expletive uh, that is. So, um, but... <laughs> I, I liked uh, Charles Barkley's response. He's like, you know what you happened. You got your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like. Leave it, leave it to Charles to clear it up. color commentary for you. <laughs> Shaq's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that TNT crew. That's awesome. They are funny. Um, Gosh. And uh, last but not least, the Pacers lost uh, a pretty tough game in Cleveland to the Cavaliers, 197. Um what cracked me up the most about this game is, is the meme that happened during the game was is that it was like, hey, here is Cleveland's lineup. And it was LeBron James for every right. player in coach. Yeah, he, he's really, <laughs> it cracked me up. He scored 40-plus points. He didn't put up a triple-double, but he, he's carrying that team for sure. Oh, yeah. But I did see some good performances out of Cal Corver and J.R. Smith um, kind of holding up the slack. Nice. So, but Tristan Thompson's getting bench time because he – Cheated on Khloe Kardashian. <clears throat> it all matters in the end. Right. It all matters. It all matters. Yeah, so we've got um, Houston up 2-0. OKC and Utah are 1-1. Portland's probably going to go 0-3. <sighs> that Golden State game's a throw-up, man. That's going to be, yeah, that's it's going to be tough. That's a toss-up right there. And then the East's kind of starting to settle out with the Toronto 2-0. Over Washington, Cleveland one and one with the Pacers. Philadelphia they won Miami. tonight with uh, Mast Embiid. Yeah, so interesting. And he was pretty peeved that he wasn't getting playing time because he felt fine. And you know, I just forgot that. I know it's bad of me, but I just forgot that Miami was still <laughs> in the playoffs. Even though we talk about it stuff, like they don't really get talked about that much. No, they've kind of faded away for a while. Yeah, just like Dwayne Wade's fade away. Yeah, dang. Wayne Wade's Fadeaways Faded Away. A bad man. That's the title. Yeah. This will be the title of my next album. Dwayne Wade's Fadeaways Fade Away. Um, and uh, Boston is two up against Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So, yeah, that's the uh, rundown of your NBA playoff picture so far. Um, while we're on the topic of playoffs, let's, let's head over to the ice. What do you say? I love it. Um, Do you, though? <laughs> no. Well, <clears throat> kind of. And then uh, when it doesn't pertain to my team, I love it. Right. But when it pertains to my team, uh, it's been kind of hard to watch a little bit. <clears throat> all four games the Avalanche have played, the first game, the second game, the third game, they all scored first. And in the two games that they had up in Nashville, they were really playing with uh, – fervor all the way to the end putting on shots it just was either bad deflections that's that's just it happens yeah. it happens game three the abs just blew the game wide open right in the beginning but the game last night they lost three to two to the predators but if anybody was watching that game it was three nothing all the way up to almost halfway in the third period and I thought, wow, okay, with 10 minutes left, that's nice of you guys to show up at your house in playoff fashion. So they scored <clears throat> a goal on a five-on-three, which Ryan Hartman, uh, your former Ice Hog, is getting a one-game suspension for a nasty, purposeful headshot he put on Carl Soderbergh, mm. um, which that's – the DOPS is going to say uh, that's that's a no-no. That's a no-no. <clears throat> but then what was interesting is that Ryan Hartman, when he was an ice hogging with the Blackhawk, I don't remember him being so feisty. But he seriously looks like such a a pest. But there was one point in the second period, which uh, I saw on Twitter start to blow up a little bit, of being like, well, you know, DPS needs to do this. Well... 
there was an altercation between Ryan Hartman and Blake Como where Ryan Hartman clearly was going to railroad Como without the puck, which is automatic interference. Right. But Como saw him coming, scoot out of the way, and just blazed right by him. So then he turned around, Como did, followed him over, and then speared him, mm. which if you don't know what spearing is, it's when you take your hockey stick and uh, kind of take uh, take a shot at someone's manhood. Mm. And uh, Ryan Harmon didn't like it, grabbed onto the stick, and then Blake Como just speared him again. Oh. So then he dropped his gloves, jumped in the air, and then tried punching um, Blake Como. But That's cheap. Yeah, but he had it coming. Ryan Harmon was playing nasty. Yeah. And then... He, then he put that hit on Soderberg straight to his face, mm. and it was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. But then you have P.K. Subban, who's been taking clearly cheap shots to the back of, like, people's heads. Yeah. It's just playoff hockey, and I, I think I said this last week too, but the NHL rule book in the regular seasons is about 500 pages. But in playoff hockey, it's like three pages, yeah, if you're lucky. It adds out the window. So, but the other interesting thing about that game was is that um, – uh, Peter Fors, or no, Filippula, uh, uh, one of uh, Nashville's forwards, um, he had the puck, saw Gabe Landestal coming, and once you see someone scoring you up for a hit, you just kind of like want to like take your head out of the way, right. move it out of the way. But no, Filippula bends down right into Gabe Landeskog's knee and almost knocks himself out. Wow. And you didn't see him come back into the game till later in the third period. But, yeah, the Avs are down 3-1. to one. Um, I know it looks bad. But Ker- Kerfoot had a good game, though. Kerfoot was awesome. He's balling out. Kerfoot had a sick goal coming in on the... To score all your points in the third period is just, you know, that that's your starter, you know. Yeah, there you go, yeah. You know. Kerfoot, he's a... I think he's been warming up to the playoff atmosphere because he seems to have had a not as bad as uh, uh, Miko Rantanen. It looks like he doesn't have any confidence at all. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but he's first line right wing, and he just never takes a shot. Just passes, excuse me, passes the puck away, and I'm like, dude, you're on a line with Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog. Take some shots on net. Put the biscuit in the basket. I mean. Giving up some assists are, are good because it shows you're a team player, but, you know, this is playoff But he's hockey. not even giving getting any assists. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, that line, that second line, they really help run the game yeah. because, you know, at, clearly everything's going to run on the the first first line with Landy and Matt Kay. But that second line with Andrew Ghetto, Kerfoot, uh, those two guys, and Nieto – who's been just been playing lights out, I feel like, really well. <clears throat> they help kind of s- level out this third and fourth line, which have been kind of uh, missing a little bit, especially yeah. that third line. But, um, yeah, even though it's 3-1, it doesn't the, – definitely if you watch the games, it hasn't – it should have been 2-2. Not last night's game, but I think the one in Nashville really Nashville was lucky to leave with a win. Um, that second, uh, I mean, it was a close game, so yeah. So that that's my take on that Abs, but in the rest of the league, um, <laughs> the the Anaheim Ducks get swept by San Jose four zero. San Jose, I think I called. I think you did. Call I that. think I called that one. Yeah, the Sharks, man. They Joel Thornton run the tape back. <laughs> I just they. Thornton and Brent Burns, man, what else do you need in the Shark Tank? They are so good, and they – I just – I knew it was coming. The Ducks are a little old. They're, yeah. They've are they shown some age, and um, and uh, I just – I knew it was coming. And Gibson, I think – the Ducks squeaked – they played well, and they made it into the playoffs clearly, but I didn't yeah. think they were going to do much more than be a first-round exit. I think it's true in any sport you have that one team that squeaks in, whether it's like Milwaukee or Washington in the East in the NBA right now that squeaks in, but you know they can, you can tell that you know, they're kind of the bottom-of-the-barrel team. Because I thought the Ducks were 
I wasn't sure because they'd won. They won their way in, which is what you need to do. Right. But I wasn't sure if that was really indicative of what the team was. And right. It was teams against like Arizona and yeah. like lower lower level teams. It doesn't really show what their full potential is. No, and clearly San Jose just kind of walked all over them. Yeah. <clears throat> So, I mean, we'll take that first round right there. That's right. That's right. You know, and then the other one I wasn't surprised with is is that um, <laughs> I really thought the Penguins were just going to sweep the Flyers. But the Flyers had that one-off game where They're like we're not done yet. Brian Elliott was yeah. lights out. But Sidney Crosby and uh, I, I think he – I was watching – Again, he Malkin. I don't know if it was They're that – They're so good. I don't know if it was that game specifically, but I was watching <clears> highlights of it. And he he scored two back to back goals or something like that. I was like, that that's just poor defense. Yeah, you know. And you can't. Wayne Simmons is a great. He's a really good defenseman. Yeah. But you need your other five you need, you to need step your help. up, right? And so with a team that is skilled as Pittsburgh is up and down the line, even with their goalie. Um, I mean, I believe Matt it's called a, a team sport, but he, no, you are right. <laughs> it is a team sport. Yeah. Um, so I was I was just surprised that the Flyers had a one off game like that because yeah. that that game the Flyers won like seven to one and I yeah. was like what where did this come from but then again but all along that might be, might have been Pittsburgh's plan just like give them some hope and then just crush it in front of their fans yeah cut cut them down yeah so another one I was kind of expecting was the Bruins uh, they're up three <clears> one <throat> over the Maple Leafs they won today three to one. And they're up 3-1 in the series now. Uh, the Bruins just, well, it really didn't help that uh, the Maple Leafs, um, like, grinder forward that really helps hold down the fort in uh, Nazim uh, uh, Khalil. Do you see the run that he had on uh, Brad Marchand in the game one? I think I did, yeah. So Brad Marchand falls down on the boards, and Nazim bolts straight for him and then launches his body into Marchand into the boards like it was clearly intentional and yeah. I was like that's like your one of like like that's your top guy right there yeah. leaving the game on a one a major conduct Power and play. <laughs> DPOS punished him for three games yeah and I was like you should Toronto wasn't gonna have a lot to go for them anyways and it didn't really help. Yeah. And then the Bruins are just physical. They've got Chara. They've got Marchand. They've got Greenway. They've got just all these guys that can just play hockey up and down the ice. And the Maple Leafs just don't have enough depth to no, keep up with them. really don't. I wouldn't say skilled because they uh, are, you know, they're without Austin Matthews and a couple of their, like, uh, star players. But I just was like, kind of saw it coming. Uh, Tampa Bay is leading the New Jersey Devils three to one and one today three to one. That was low key. That game specifically was if you like watching like a playoff atmosphere go down. That's the game to watch because the Lightning and Devils were. Uh, I saw big hits in the uh, L.A. in Golden Knights series, which we'll get to, but this one specifically, Game Four between the Lightning and the Devils was disgusting. There was at one point where uh, Taylor Hall and Steven Stamkos, you know, the stars of each team respectively, were taking shots at each other almost like every ship they could get. And uh, Steven Stamkos... <coughs> or no, no, no. Taylor Hall holds Steven Stamkos against the boards while they're moving and crushes him against the end of the bench. And then I think the next shift it turned around... And Steven Stamkos came over, laid Taylor Hall into his bench. Wow. Like right out of a video game. He just went boop right into it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, and then you had um, oh, that game, um, Kuz- Kuznetsov is just uh, – he had a couple of really bad hits. And everyone – like, you know, the whole stadium, it's in New Jersey. They're all booing right. him. He turns around and scores, like, the power play goal. And uh, it just was, like – Silences the crowd. Yeah. There goes the crowd. Yeah. But that game was crazy. A lot of big hits. And towards the end, when it was kind of put out of play, they just – cheap shots galore, man. It was – I'm glad I'm not a fan of each team because I would have been royally pissed watching that game. Yeah. 
But thank goodness I don't have to. I just get to laugh and watch. <laughs> right. So, but the Lightning's going to take that serious. No one was really going to see the Devils somehow skate away from the Lightning. They're just way too good. And Vasilevsky, their go- the Lightning goalie, is lights out for the Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> He's electric. Wow. There we go. Wordplay. As uh, we mentioned before. And then the Darlings. Yeah, Golden Knights have swept the LA Kings, and I honestly couldn't have been happier. No, and not only that, but I think that's probably one of the highest uh, hitting averages in playoff history was that game. (coughs) Because both teams had, I think, each game over 50 hits on each other. The first game, it was 68-58. Or no, no, no. Seven. No, no, not 78. 68-58. Then the second game was like 65-59. Like they were putting the boards on each other hard. And so, but the, as I called it, the NHL's darlings, the Golden Knights, they swept the Kings. They won one nothing on Tuesday. And, Playing a little uh, more conservatively because, you know, they have the rest of the way to go. So Yeah, so now, now it comes out to where people are saying, <clears throat> well, the Golden Knights did this way too fast. Do you think the break either hinders? Um, Even in sports in general, whether it's baseball playoffs, when you win in a game four and when someone else's series goes to game seven, do you think that hurts or helps them? I think it helps them because if you can efficiently play that well in four games, whether it be at home or away, I think in any sport, <clears throat> I think that gives you a lot of momentum. It gives you a lot of confidence going into you know the next couple series. You know, I think it. I don't. I don't really see how it could hurt them. I mean, it could give you some overconfidence, and you, you know, can't really adapt to the next series. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? Yeah, it's only. I only see it if like another team like wins out in Game Seven by like winning three in a row to win Game Seven. Then mm-hmm. I think it's like, oh, they clearly have the hot hand. Right. But. At the same time, it's like you let it you let it to go you let it go to seven games already. So you're yeah. playing more games. You're going to get more tired, but you know. But I think in, I don't know sport. You know, you wear yourself out in sports in general. But hockey is yeah. just it's a, that's a lot of legs. Yeah, a lot of legs. And so I feel like that's going to only help the Golden Knights out more as they uh, they play the winner of the let's see. Oh yeah, so the. <laughs> So, yeah, so the, it'll be the Golden Knights versus the Sharks. Two sweeps. That will be extremely yeah. interesting because this is – they're all familiar with each other because this is the Pacific Division right here. Right. So I just – I like how they did it because it's all, like, interdivision rivals playing against each other instead of, like – because they all hate each other already. Yeah. I feel like sometimes in football, like, football, it's like – And coincidentally, you have the, the two the, – uh, What's the state's name? Pennsylvania teams playing each other, and you know they hate <laughs> each other. You know. That's true. So That's true. So, yeah, let's get over to – I wasn't surprised. Actually, the only thing I was surprised about the Winnipeg Wild series is how, um, respectively, how old the Wild look. It is not flattering to them at all. They're down 3-1 against the Jets in their series. And the Wild won one at home, which they like kind of won well-handed, like 6-2. to two. Yeah. But every other game, the, the Jets have just, they out-hit them, they out-skate them, they have sustained zone entries, they have sustained pressure in the zone. When it's time to go into defense, they hit, they get the puck, and they don't ice it. Which yeah. I feel like a lot of teams do, like younger teams like the Avs or um, the Devils in I don't. I I was watching a little bit of the Golden Knights games. I've seen them do it quite, quite a bit, but not as much as the other younger teams. But it's just the Wild. They they have set ninety eight million dollars between two people, and that's Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, and they are getting nothing in return, playoff wise from them. Hmm. And I know Ryan Suter's not. He's still coming back from injury, but Zach Parise. I'm like, you have seven more years on your contract? Good luck. Yeah. Because they do not look that good. Um, and Dubnik, who's supposed to be like the goalie whisper, like overrated. The chosen one. Overrated to a T. 
but that's my perception, and you have to remember that I'm an Avs fan, and I could care less for the Wild. And I have mercy on anyone who has to play the Jets because Dustin Bufflin, oh, some of the hits he put on those Wild th- I'm not a Wild fan. I hate the Wild. But some of those hits Dustin Bufflin put on them, I was like, I actually kind of feel bad for you right now. <laughs> you just got laid out. So Jets are going to win tomorrow. That will be in the bag. Another series that kind of surprised me is, is that the the Capitals, um, I believe, the Capitals won on Tuesday, and being down two zero, two zero, and then they won today four to one against yeah. the Blue Jackets to tie up that series two to two. I did not see that one coming. I thought the Blue Jackets were gonna. It's very unlike a Washington sports team because. Most of them are terrible. They don't usually come back. No. No, but what is interesting, though, is that the Blue Jackets won two in Washington. And then, they and then won Washington two won two at Columbus. So Columbia might 4-2, maybe? That's what you're saying? I think it goes to Game 7. Yeah. Because if the Capitals have a taste of what they can do... This they, is the only series that's you know gone that far. I think the rest of them have been sweeps or three one. Yeah. So you are right. Yeah. So this will be interesting, and they, ugh, I don't know, because the Blue Jackets are scrappy, while the Capitals have all like the goal scorers. Um, I it. <laughs> and you got to keep in mind the Capitals have just come off a two two a run. Yeah. You know, and they want to keep that momentum going. But I really. Then they're going to be playing in Columbia tomorrow. I think. I know this sounds fun, like weird, but it shouldn't sound that weird. But in this series specifically, I feel like it's it's the goalie's game to lose. Now, you could be like, well, Ryan, that's for any hockey game. And I'm like, well, no, because you've got good defense, you've got good offenses. They, they both have good of both sets. Right. But because Columbus has the bread man. The, Washington has Ovechkin and uh, – I just it's it's either Halak's game to screw up or Bobrovsky's game to give away. That's what I'm feeling like. Okay. And I feel like that's gonna be indicative of that series. Sure. Um, let's see here. I feel like that's Yeah, I think we covered all. Yeah, I think we covered them all, yeah. yeah. That was the last one. So tomorrow, uh fly Pittsburgh at home looks to close up against the Wild or the Flyers. Jets look up to close up against the Wild at home. And also the Avs uh, look to pull a win out of Nashville tomorrow night. So, But an interesting development is that uh, it's only because I know the Avs. They're, Eric Johnson's out. He's been out. Simon Varlamov's been out. Game one, we lost our second top defenseman in Samuel Gerrard he's been out for three two games now going three no yeah he's been out three games which that really hurts and now Jonathan Bernier isn't going to start game <coughs> game five because really? he had a shot the very first shot of game four went off his mask he switched to his concussion mask and then switched back after the gate grill got fixed but he didn't look the same after that and so then Andrew Hammond, our AHL guy, came up, stopped every shot in the third period, and now they've named him Game 5 starter. Andrew Hammond, who was playing in the AHL last week. Kind of like a Scott Foster story. Seriously. and But his, his goalie mask cracked me up because it's a bulldog, oh, yeah. and, it, and the tag says Hammy. <laughs> and I was like, we, we have our Hammy, Hammy the Hog. Yeah. And to transition to that, um, the Ice Hogs are playing the Chicago Wolves in the AHL Calder Cup playoffs, which the Ice Hogs had three games in hand, or no, two games in hand against Chicago at the beginning of the season. Then they played Chicago three times towards the end of this, like three times in the past two weeks. Chicago won each one to win the Illinois Lottery Cup. And solidified their seed in the playoffs to be number one and the Ice Hawks to be number eight. So the Ice Hawks now have to go again for another yeah. seven games, possibly, yeah. against the Chicago Wolves, which I'm like, it's playoff hockey. The yeah. Ice Hawks are going to 
It'll just be interesting because I've talked to a lot of people that went to those games, and they said when the Ice Hogs realized the game was out of hand, it was penalty minutes, like, were handed out like candy. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to try to make it to a game this weekend, maybe on Sunday when they come in or Tuesday. I don't know. We'll see. I remember working in an Ice Hogs game a couple years ago when they were, like, really good. And... That was one of the coolest feelings I had because I'd never seen the BMO that full before. Yeah. And it wasn't even, like, packed either. It was, like, 4,500 fans were there, and, like, the BMO can hold, like, eight, six to 8,000, I think. They don't hold a lot. Yeah. And the Ice Hogs won within three seconds in overtime. Wow. Like, it started, Ice Hogs took the puck. Walked in, I was right there, like, watching it from the the hog grill, which you can, like, look over the yeah. the away goalie. And I watched it go in, and I was like, yeah! And then everybody, like, you know, everyone in there is screaming at the top of their lungs with the ice hogs. You know, yeah, it was bowels. so cool. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's doing the tick, tick, boom. I just was like, could you imagine if this stadium was packed? And then I was like... Could you imagine if I was at a Blackhawk Stanley right. Cup playoff game? Like, that's sick. It's so loud. So, but yeah, your Ice Hogs are taking on the Chicago Wolves. Two games in Chicago, two games in Rockford, and we'll see how they go. But yeah, tickets are up for sale, and yeah. it, I think the slogan is uh, "Our Our Town, Our, our City, Our you're... City, Our Team." Yeah, something like that. Our 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 Game, Our Playoffs, whatever. Yeah. Our two R's are in there, something like right. that. But yeah, and now. And not least, baseball. 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 So, is there a hot team in baseball right now? Is there a hot team? Good question. Define hot. It was the Mets for a while until they lost because they had a a franchise. uh, They had one of their best starts ever. I think they won, what, 9 or 10 and 1. Now currently 13 and 5. They are 6 and 4. Yeah, in their last ten game, um, they lost to Atlanta four to twelve. Okay, today what was it? Last Saturday, Atlanta was playing in Chicago. Weather was terrible. It was cold. It was raining. Yeah, um, and I'm not even sure. We were down what ten to two, and we had the bases loaded a, a couple times, and they walked in four runners in a row. And then I what? Think, yeah, somehow Atlanta blew one of the biggest games they've ever played against us. And, sounds like Atlanta. And we we came back, we cut the deficit, and we won the game. It was one of the best games I've ever watched, honestly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> nice, fun story. Um, That's cool. But the uh, the hot team we're alluding to right now is the Boston Red Sox. They are taking a commanding season league lead, fifteen and two. They're nine and one in their last ten games. They're on a six-game win streak. Um, they just beat uh, the Angels 9-0. to zero. Um, And the Angels are the best team in the American West right now at 13-5. and five. Um, And they're, they're, the Angels are 7-3 in their last 10 games. Um, so that's, that's saying something if you're beating one of the best teams in that division. <laughs> I just want to know uh, quickly that... Um... <laughs> My White Sox rebuild didn't really show up after the first week. No. The White Sox are 4-11, and 11, so uh, those were nice words I said, but you kind of have to win games and not go 1-9 and nine in your last 10. Uh, to, just a food, food for thought yeah. in case you want to run a baseball team. Um, have, have fun, Southsiders. So there we go. Uh, fun fact is... As we talked about Fight Club last week, uh, famed San Diego runaway, uh, Perdomo is running away to the Triple A's. He's uh, he's MIA. He's really uh, he got suspended five games, and not even within those five games did they turn around and send him back. Yeah. So if uh, if you can't run with the big dogs, because he had go sit on the porch. He had the audacity to like, all right, come on, come on, Arnado, let's let's fight. Yeah. And I mean. To be to be partial, Arnado didn't get any sw- the hits in, but yeah. But then again, I just 
he threw his glove straighter than the right. pitch that he threw, so it cracked me up. Something to consider. So yeah, it's something to wonder. You know, I would understand if he threw his glove like Fifty Cent did. Then I would have been like, oh, he there yeah, must be something wrong. At the ground, yeah. yeah, but no, he just straight to the ump. But let's see, Chicago's eight and eight. Not not super great. We're five and five in our last Hanging games. Out. I didn't think St. Louis was gonna. We got the dub today, so. Right, right, right. Uh, I just kind of was surprised St. Louis kind of had a quick slump and then really pulled themselves out of it. Yeah. Central isn't doing too great right now. I mean, Pittsburgh is the best right now, 12-7. and seven. Uh, Recently just beat Colorado, who are 11-9. and 6-4 in their last game. Uh, had a pretty big loss to Pittsburgh, though, 2-10. to 10. Yeah, Colorado came back from their, uh, um, their road um, trip. Five and two. Mm. If you'd have told me out of seven games on a road trip in the beginning, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But here's the interesting thing too. I see, you know, if you're gonna listen to this, you're gonna know me. I love talking about the Rockies. Charlie Blackman has not hit a home run at Coors yet this year, Which but is he's but he's hit of. eight home runs on the road. Yeah. So one of the he's just saving them. That's all. I know he's <laughs> saving them up. Like my like my Coors Banquet beers I got at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just – it was funny because my favorite podcast to listen to is the Purple Dinosaur podcast. And they were at like – they were like, hey, it's SPDPDD. Ask us any question. And I just said, will Charlie Blackman ever hit a home run at Coors again? Yeah. <laughs> of course he's gonna. He's, he's Chuck Natsy. Uh, but yeah. it cracked me up That's because that's where we're at right now. And Wade Davis is doing amazing for you. He's got plenty of saves. Yeah, we've done pretty good without Nolan coming back. So yeah. now that Nolan's on his way back, I think we're and uh, Chatwood's doing pretty good for us for today. He pitched today. Yeah, not yeah. Oh yeah, your guys. Yeah, Chatwood. Yeah. Sorry, Bettis. Chad Bettis. Yeah. The testicular cancer comeback guy. Yeah. He. We, we've been saying that John Ace is our staff ace. John Gray is our ace. But Chad Bettis, through his first three starts, has an ERA of, like, 1.04, which in Colorado, that's really unheard of. Yeah, it's in Coors Field. Yeah, and so Chad's really been doing a great job. It's, of all people, John Gray, who's been really struggling to keep his – well, okay, so he had a really good five innings in, and then the – they kind of they they just thought it was he was getting a little gassed. Put in the reliever, and I can't remember, I think it was Oberg or something like that, and just blew the game. Yeah. And John Gray after was like, "That's as a pitcher, that's probably one of the hardest things to watch is you right. work all that way through the innings and then just watch it blow up." Yeah. Not his fault, but right. That's baseball. And the Dodgers really even themselves out at eight at nine. Yeah. Um, San Francisco is just a hot mess and San Diego's looking like San Diego 17 and 3 or 7 and 13 where they should be where they should be that's right yeah so nothing else really to uh to note here except Toronto that's the team to keep your eye on Toronto had a 3 and 6 start I think and they've uh, yeah, or no, then, three and five, and they've really turned it around. After Troy Tulowitzki was noted with having bone spurs in his foot, oh. and it was like he's had an issue every oh. year. Um, <clears throat> Since then, they've added nine wins to their win column. So yeah, so they've been doing great. And then I just, you know, for the home run Yankees, Aaron Judge has recently just—he was the youngest player to reach sixty home runs. Wow! In the beginning of the season, but. Um, Got to get the bats hotter, man. I know. I just was thinking about all of the talent they have on the bats, and they're only nine and eight. Yeah, I thought they were going to be like Boston and have like a fifteen and two start. Right. And Mookie Betts, they they just played a game in Puerto Rico. Oh, where yeah. Where he's from so, and they they won there. So. Did you see the Francisco Lindor home run? I think so. Yeah. It was um, the stadium erupted, dude. Yeah, Francisco Lindor is a Puerto, a Puerto Rican-born MLB player. Puerto. And, uh, the, you know, MLB is having a couple of games out in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Or Puerto Rico. Puerto. Um, 
I think, and was, he hit a home run in that stadium. It was almost as was loud, electric, almost as loud as uh, when uh, Jose Bautista hit that. Oh, and the NLDS that pop that the, that yeah, bat yeah. flip. Yeah, that's right. Which he's now in the minors for Atlanta. He just signed a one year deal. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe he you could. know I I feel bad for like Jose Bautista and then like Mark Reynolds. He was a Rockies first baseman last year. Yeah. He's like signed with the the Orioles as a minor leaguer. Mark Reynolds wasn't supposed to play for the Rockies last year as like their main first baseman, but uh, after an injury was sustained, Mark Reynolds went up and hit. Not only he hit like thirty four home runs, which is good. Right. He also was able to sustain like a two eighty four average. So I kind of sat there and I was That's like, pretty decent. Why did we let him just walk away? Right. Since we're having our Snag own first up. base problems right now. Yeah. And I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger deal either with anybody else. Sure. He's still considered like a minor leader. And I'm yeah. like, he definitely played with the big dogs last year. That's a diamond in the rough. And he was like uh, St. Louis's like gem for like 10 years. So yeah. it's kind of confusing how baseball can be so cruel sometimes where you yeah. can't go out on your own terms like uh, uh, Ichiro Suzuki is right now yeah. where he's just kind of having the time of his life again. I think it was ye- last year or two years ago is when uh, our big hitter Kyle Schwarber, our fielder, he uh, he had to go down to the minor leagues because he just wasn't performing as well. Oh, right, right, right. And this year, this offseason, he, he lost – he shed a ton of weight. He looks like a different player. Um, and he's really solidified himself out in left field, I think. So that's just a cool story because, like, you know, you see a guy that was on that world championship team. Yeah, yeah. You know, he came in at the postseason because he was injured all that time. Mm. You know, he's just – he's an awesome story. I remember story. that. He's kind of like uh, Bettis from Colorado, you know. It's just, yeah. It's, it warms your heart. It does. And I'll never forget being at that game where Chad Bettis made his first start after, like, battling cancer for nine months. Sure. Hard not to get... And Bet- the Bettis story was even huger because he was battling yeah. disease. Not only was that, like, you know, you get, like, your goosebumps on your arms and stuff, but then yeah. that was the same game they honored the Rockies' uh, inaugural manager, Don Baylor, who mm-hmm. died of, like, a heart attack in Arizona. He was a managing... Or he was like an assistant coach with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. So like a, a lot of Rockies have uh, a lot of good memories with they call him affectionately as Groove. Um, but like it was that game that Chad Bennis was pitching on like a it wasn't a no no but it was a donut game. Yeah. And then you have the Don Baylor honoree and I was just like it gets you hyped. Oh my gosh! All the feels, man. Right. The All Kleenex. the feels. Yeah. So yeah. But that's, uh, Did you see the? I uh, know this is a random anecdote, but the Oakland A's had like a throwback jersey. Yeah, it was like the the weird vest they they used to wear. Yeah, I saw those. But the, the funny thing was, is <laughs> Majestic, who's not going to be, who won't have the license to make jerseys much be a, much too longer. I no, I think it's Fanatics. Fanatics, Fanatics? and um, oh, Jesus is taking the hockey. Under Armour. Okay, yeah. Under Fanatics and Under Armour have that, that license now. Yeah, Adidas has hockey, hockey and yeah. uh, Nike has the NFL. But what cracked me up is you have these white vests with, like, neon green, like, outlinings on it. And then right on your shoulder patch is a giant black majestic logo. And it just Threw it looked off. like a bird took a dump on their shoulder. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. You should look it up. It was like a gaudy green it, no, it didn't look right at all. And then you uh, have the Majestic logo right there, and it's like, what? Yeah, that, that you is did, weird. You're trying to look good or brand compliance, something. It looked bad. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really... Uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, NFL draft is coming up soon. Um, Brandon Marshall got released by the Giants, so they're kind of... Uh, Renovating house, uh, OBJ's. There've been a lot of rumors uh, spiraling around him, um, if he's going to stay or not. But uh, and uh, Des Bryant got released from the Cowboys. So yeah. So. Oh. Fifty-five, fifty-three. Warriors over the Spurs. So it's it's a close game. 
nine minutes into the third quarter. On the other hand, the Pelicans are blowing out the play. The <laughs> oh, jeez. 107 to 79. Almost by 30. That is, that is awful. What happened to them, man? They need to, they need to do like the supersonics yeah, and, and it, move. It's, it's not Dame time. It's, to play not, it's not time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, did you see the what Baker Mayfield did to close out on the NFL? What did he do? He drew a line under the fifth round pick and oh, said, yeah. I'm, I'm, not not th- "I'm not going lower than lower this. than that." That was awesome. And I said, I just thought to myself, I was like, "I, dude, I know you're a boomer sooner, and I know I'm supposed to like you. Why are you being so freaking arrogant? Just he, pick where you get drafted, okay?" Because he thinks he deserves it. Oh yeah, I'm sure Tom Brady did too in round like one million. Yeah, that was like know. twenty years ago, a couple days ago. I just and then also Tom Brady's thinking about retiring. Yeah, I've seen those well, reports they're, too. They're considering Lamar Jackson to replace him. So. Weird. They had this you know backup quarterback for a while, and like his name was like Garoppolo or something like that. <laughs> I don't really think he amounted super good. I don't know if he amounted to anything. <laughs> yeah, but. and then some jealousy got in and yeah. the way, and they traded him for peanuts and. Weird how that happens. And now your guy who's supposed to stick around wants to retire. Yeah. So he really laid the screws to New England on that one. Yeah. If he does retire. Yeah, if he does. Wow. I should probably change my uh, screensaver from the Nuggets to something else because that's still just disappointing. <laughs> something more relevant. Well, I would say i change it to the Avalanche, but I don't think that's going to get yeah. me far either. Might have to just settle with baseball. <laughs> yeah. Nolan Arenado missing the swing. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Just like sitting in the fetal position. On the, yeah. on the <laughs> oh, man. But well, that, that about wraps it up for this uh, late night episode of uh, Sports 360. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for dealing with us. That's right. You know? S360 late at night. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Drive. Sit. Yeah, actually, just go to bed. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Hang in there. We'll see you next week.